You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Let us notice the book of Mark, the 11th chapter. Let us notice the book of Mark and the 11th chapter, the book of Mark, chapter number 11 on this morning. Thank you, musicians. Thank you. Again, thank everyone for being here this morning. Notice the book of Mark and the 11th chapter, the 11th chapter of the book of Mark. Notice Mark, the gospel according to Mark. Notice Mark. Uh, the 11th chapter. And notice, if you will, Mark 11. And let us call your attention to verse number 22. Let us notice verse number 22. Of course, he's speaking, amen, to disciples and so notice what Jesus in Mark 11 and 22 has to say to his disciples the Bible reads so Jesus answered and said to them have faith in God Jesus answered and said to them, look at these divine instructions, have faith in God. Have faith in your job. Have faith in your spouse. Have faith in your pastor. Have faith in your money. Notice what he says. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. It's a short verse. We're going to read it together. Y'all ready to read? Should have our Bibles. I forgot to do Bible check, but we should have them. Let us get ready. We're going to read it on three. Ready? One, two, three. So Jesus Let's read a little bit loud on three. One, two, three. So Jesus Based upon that, look at our neighbor. Tell your neighbor the subject this morning. Have faith in God. Tell two more folks. Have faith in God. Come on, let's give him a hand to praise for our subject on this morning. Come on, can we give him a... Better hand to praise for the word. Have faith in God. When he talks about having faith in God, we need to believe God. We need to believe God. We need to believe God at all times. We need to believe God concerning all things. You say, Pastor, is there ever a time that we need to distrust God? No, there's never a time. We need to always believe God. No matter what's happening in your life, always believe God. It doesn't matter what a man may say to you, trying to discourage you about life or things that's happening with you, always believe God. When a person looks you square in the face and tells you something in reference to your life is over, yet you know that God has not told you that it was over, have faith in God. Just believe him at all times. Now, some of us are looking like, Pastor, why are you stressing it the way that you are putting so much emphasis on believing God at all times because there are many of us who struggle when it comes to believing him at all 
times. We have to move away from this spirit, spirit being attitude or mindset that we believe God when it looks to us as if he's moving in the situation. You know, some of us are quick to say we believe, but it's based upon something that we're seeing. You're seeing something happening that you feel is God, and so it's easy for you to believe because, again, you ask God to do a particular thing, he immediately began to do it, or in your mind he began to do it, and so it's easy for you to believe God. But our belief is not based upon our sight. See, we have to believe him again at all times. That means even when it does not seem like, come on somebody, he's doing what you asked him to do, you have to believe him at all times. If you've asked him to do a thing, and the thing you asked God to do, all of a sudden turns for the worse. You keep on believing him. You just say to God, Lord, you have taught me to believe you at all times. Come on, somebody. If you got the money, believe him. But if you don't have the money, believe God at all times. You say, yeah, but pastor, they done told me that such and such is not going to work out unless we have a certain amount of money. But see, you got to get the praying then. You got to get the asking God. Lord, they telling me if we don't have a certain amount of money, it can't be done. What do you want me to do? And if God say, just give me the praise, just keep doing what I have instructed you to do. And you will have the money when you need it. Or I will move on your behalf. I need to get some witnesses up in here. I will drop favor on your life and you can keep the money in the bank. You can keep the money in your pocket. Has God ever moved for anybody like that? Has God ever told you, keep your money in your pocket? I got somebody going to bless you. I got somebody going to be good to you. I got somebody you don't even know. Well, yes, Sister Shamika, going to pay for your groceries and don't even know you. And you ain't got two items up on the counter. You got... Come on. But see, be seated. But where we mess up is when we don't believe him at all times. This is not just a church thing. If the only time you believe him is in the sanctuary... Oh, can I teach it right? There's a whole lot that happens outside of the sanctuary. Woo! When it comes to my own life, a lot of my attacks don't necessarily come in the sanctuary. I'm attacked in my home. I'm attacked when I'm going about doing what he told me to do. And how many know that's true? Some of us, we're not under attack because you ain't doing what God told you to do. Why should the enemy attack you and you're dormant? You're not doing anything. He don't want to bother you. He want to let him be. But get up. Get busy doing. Come on, somebody. What God told you to do and you're going to be attacked. But believe him at all times. Before I move on, you have to so believe God that when he tells you a thing, in your mind, you already see it manifesting. You already know it's so. I said, you already know it's so. There is, it is not up for discussion what you mean if God do it. There is no if God do it. If he said it. I need some saints in the house. If he said it, he'll surely do it. He'll bring that thing. So believe him. Faith here also represents, understand, to believe God is also to believe his word. For God is his word. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, and the Word, Jesus, was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word walked amongst men. Woo-wee! Yes, it did. But it also has to do with having in God, this is important, absolute trust. 
Absolute trust. Why is that important? Because when it comes to absolute trust, this is only reserved for God. Did y'all hear me? This is only reserved for God. You never fully trust any man or any woman. That's good teaching. It's good because a lot of pastors won't tell you that because they want you to think they are little Jesus. You don't trust everything I say unless I line it up with the scriptures. If you know what I'm saying is coming from God, you believe that. You believe that no matter what happens. If folk pick at you, you believe that. You'll do anything that man tell you to do. If it's according to God's word, to God's will, show you right. That Them folks up there, they done got you too. They done brainwashed you too. Yeah, don't deny it. Say, yeah, I'm brainwashed. But they're using the Bible for their soul. They're washing my mind. Because some of you, your brain needs to be washed. So if you want to look at it like that, yeah, I'm somebody that when it comes to the word, oh man, I'm standing on the word. And I know that I can put in God absolute trust that's not for your spouse you trust your spouse but you trust your spouse as God allows you to know how far you can trust him or her y'all know y'all come on my married folks all to said amen stop being scared your spouse said you look we taking every dime out of our account we selling our house and everything we own and moving out in the desert and we're going to join this religion. See, you're a fool if you be like, well, you the head. You go to that desert. Give me my title to my car. And you ain't selling nothing that we jointly own. Come on, I'm not going to trust you like that. Oh, that's that, that good teaching. It's good teaching. <laughs> good teaching. <laughs> Question is, will you want them back? Let me show you what separates God from man. Because that's a powerful statement saying don't have absolute trust in man. Man represents human. Human. Man, human, woman, human, boss, human, supervisor, human. Come on, somebody. Doctor, human, lawyer, human, banker, human. See, limited beings, limited beings, no matter how great a man is, he still has on him limitations. Listen, this, this, is, this is set apart from God. There's a limitation on a man. No matter how long your doctor studied, he can be considered the best in the country. He still has on him limitations. Woo, good stuff, good stuff. He can only see so far. He only knows so much. Is that right? So what separates God? Have faith in God. Why God? I'm going to give you three things that answers why God. Why God? Have faith in God. You know the God here? Jesus, the God here, the Most High. Have faith in the Most High God. Why God? Why God? Look at Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Look at Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Why God? Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Notice Hebrews chapter number six. Let's answer the why God question. Hebrews 6. Mm, good stuff this morning. Life-changing stuff. I said it's life-changing stuff. It's amazing because, see, what I'm teaching this morning is what I live. It's how I live. It is what I've used for years to encourage myself. Mm -hmm, yes. To do what God has ordained for me to do. To have what he has ordained for me to have. Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Mm. 
Hebrews 6, verse number 18, we answer in the first, why God? Have faith in God. Trust God at all times. Why God? Why God, Pastor? Hebrews 6 and 18, that by two immutable, unchanging things, in which it is impossible for God to lie. We might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope that is set before us. Why God? It is impossible for him to lie. Why trust him at all times? It is impossible for him to lie. I need to give you a strong definition for impossible. That simply being can't be done. Can't be done. Why have faith in God? Because it is impossible. It can't be done. God can't lie. He can't lie. Watch this. This is important. Every person in this sanctuary, guess what they've done? Lie. Guess what they've done? Look at somebody real quick. Then you say, he's talking about you right now. He's talking about you. Look at somebody and say, and he's talking about himself. He's talking about himself right now. Everybody in here has lied. Come on. Some more than others. But everybody has lied. I'm finna drop another one on you. Because you got to understand what lie equates in the text. Everybody in here, if the Lord tarries long, going to lie again. Oh, oh, you lost me then. I ain't ever going to lie. Whenever you say you're going to do something. And you don't do what you promised to do. I don't care what got in your way. I don't care what happened. You lie. When you don't fulfill your word, you lie. You told me you were coming. You didn't come. Then you told me you forgot. And you forgot. But you also lied. Come on. But the strongest meaning for lie in the text is to fail. It is to fail. See, God cannot fail. It is impossible for God to fail. That's when you trust him at all times. That's the reason you trust him with everything because it is impossible for him to fail. He cannot tell you He's going to do a thing and then fail, listen, at doing what he told you he would do. He can't do it. It's impossible. It can't be done. See, when you know this kind of stuff, God will tell you something, all hell will break loose, but you got peace. You got peace. Why? You still smiling. You still rejoicing. Come on, somebody. You still looking for houses. And been turned down seven times. Seven times you done been told no. But you're calling another realtor saying, hey, we need you to show us this over here. Some of us ain't like that. Folk tell us, no, nah, you, you can't have this. You, you, it's too big for you. We, we, just, we just give up. Even if God told you, no, nah, that, that's what I have for you. That, that's yours. That belongs to you. As I know that's what the Lord said, and I rolled back by there, and wasn't no for sale sign. I didn't know what was going on. And I rolled by another time, and I seen a U-Haul, and somebody's moving in now, Pastor. So I guess God didn't want me to have it. So you shouldn't even think like that. If God really told you that that's yours, so you got to know. If he really said, no, that's yours. That means when you ride by there, you got to know. Oh, them people don't know. They ain't going to be in that long. They, they don't even know. They, they, Lord, I hope they go ahead and finish that basement because it wasn't finished. I, I hope God, God led on their heart to finish the basement. Led on their heart to build a pool. Led on their heart to fix this up real good. Two years later, it's back on the market. 
But you go look at it this time. They say, basement been finished. The people before put your pool in. They set you up right. They replace all of the, oh, come on. Somebody ain't getting happy. They replace all of the appliances. And because of the market, the price has dropped. See, God will set you up. I said, God will set you up, but you got to believe him. Don't move because you're seeing this, that, and that. He set you up. I needed at least ten folk to get happy. No, this year ain't going to close without God setting you up. He's setting you up. Oh, I ain't waiting on no 25th. He's setting me up. It may happen this evening. Oh, I know we in COVID, but if you don't mind, high five somebody and shout, show me right. Uh. Woo, we getting happy up in here. He's setting you up, mother. He's setting you up, sister. He's setting you up, my brother. Pastor, what I got to do? Just believe. Be seated. Y'all remember I told you one of the first nicest cars I ever had. When I went to look at it, I so believed God that when we got in it, you know, they have to drive them off the lot for you now because of insurance purposes. The man got in, he said, I got to leave, drive it off the lot, and then we'll switch and let you have it. That's how this company did it. He got in, he didn't know how to work the car. I said, well, no, don't do that. I'm sitting there, I said, I said, no, put the key in right there. I said, okay, go ahead and match that button. That's the park right there. It's a button. Match the park button, and then just drop it like this. I was telling him everything he need to do in that car. Now, I know he had to be like, well, he don't have this car. How do he know? Because I've been researching it. I done test drove him. I know all about this right here. Why? Because God said it was mine. When you really know something is yours because God said it was, get familiar with it. Come on, I'm teaching right. I don't care if it's a stove. Know how to work that stove. Know how to program it. Walk in loads and tell them, I want to know everything about this model. I'm going to mess with some folk today. I'm going to mess with some folk. I'm going to mess with some of y'all scary folk. I'm going to teach that scariness out of you. Mark 10. Look at Mark 10, the second why. We got to move up the second why. Well, Pastor, I hear you, but I ain't about that material stuff. Yes, y'all, because you got clothes on today. You about it. You about it. Now, I don't fall in love with material things. But what God has for me, I want it. I want it. Don't, don't ever say no dumb stuff like that. I want it. What do you call the promised land? That he promised to Israel. If land ain't tangible, I don't know what is. Tell you something a man told me years ago about land. He said, you need to buy you some land. I said, well, I said, I might one day. And he said, I'm going to tell you something about land, what makes land so special. I said, well, I said, what makes land special? He said, they don't build no more of that. <laughs> Mark 10, y'all will get it. <laughs> you be surprised, people who die, they own nothing. You can own you some land. My ultimate goal is to own me acres. Listen to me. And I'm just going to take Donna out there with all my guns I got. We just going to play shoot them up out there. There's got to be a lot of acres because I don't want nobody coming out there bothering me. She's scared of guns, but when I buy these acres, I'm just girl, you ain't going to hit that. Mark 10. Boy, I'm, I'm, I'm messing up. I'm losing some of y'all. He believe in guns. Yes. Yes. Yeah, ma'am. <laughs> Mark 10. <laughs> I 
good man don't need a gun. The gun ain't for the good man. The gun for the bad man. <laughs> Mark 10. Mark 10, 27. Y'all, let that go. Mark 10, 27. Second why. I got to move on. But Jesus looked at them and said, this is the second why. Have faith in God. Why? The second why. But Jesus looked at them and said, with men, it is impossible. But not with God. For with God, what? How many things? How many things? Don't you want faith in someone who all things are possible with him? What do possible mean, pastor? Doable. Doable. It's doable with God. All things. Jeremiah 32. Hmm. Jeremiah 32. Good teaching. Need biblical foundation. Why God? Why have faith in God? Somebody say, I, well, I don't believe in God. Do you know it? Do you know why you need to believe in it? Jeremiah 32. Jeremiah 32. Verse 17. This is, this is the final why God. Have faith in God. Why God, Pastor? Jeremiah 32, 17. Oh, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing. Let me tell you something about real saints. All real saints need to get happy is the word. That's all that you, you see. See, when I said your great power and outstretch on, there is nothing too hard for you. See, see, you don't need a moan with that. God, you don't need that. All you need is to know that's Bible. I'm getting happy up here. You, you, you ain't got a hoop that. That's Bible. You don't need an organ with that. Pastor, he done went across the keyboard when you said nothing. You've been out your seat. That's when saints get excited when preachers hoop the ABCs. That's training. But then don't know why they're excited. Then when something goes wrong and they can't stand on the word, listen, you can't stand on what you don't know. You can't stand and you ain't been taught. If the word ain't been rightly divided, am I against hooping? No. But it needs to come with a foundation. If the preacher builds the foundation, hoop all you want. But with no foundation, we lost. And that's what the devil wants. That's what demons want. They want you excited, but don't really know why you excited. Y'all know I believe in getting excited like anybody. But I want to know, even when things go wrong... I want to know. I can stay excited about this because God said it. And I know who God is. When a person tells me, look, look, this is too hard right here. Y'all don't need to be believing for this. Wait. With God, there's nothing too hard. Shout to somebody, nothing is too hard for God. Tell your neighbor, nothing, no thing. Shout to somebody, no thing is too hard. Make it personal for my God. I'm getting ready to close it. Nothing, no thing is too hard. Listen, for the one that I serve. For the one that I pray to. The one I'm asking to do it. It ain't too hard for him. That's when I don't bring some things to y'all. I already know that's too hard for you. 
Pastor, what you believing for? I'm not going to tell you because it's too hard for you. And it may be too big for you to wrap your mind around it. That's the reason a lot of things we do here at the church. I go ahead and do it. I go ahead and we get it done and then let you see it. Because if we tell you beforehand, some people struggle with it. I said they'll struggle with it. Even when you go look at things, be careful who you take with you. Some folks will struggle. Leadership of this church, no not to her, and first lady, when I brought them up here to the land, they struggled. They struggled. I brought her all by myself, just me and her. I said, this is it. I've been happy all day waiting for her to get off work. I said, I'm going to take you up there and see where we're going to be in the church at. She said, oh, Lord, I can't wait. I was excited all that day. We pulled up here. She said, what is this? I said, this is it. I said, we're going to be at the church. What church? Well, I said, the church going to sit like this. I said, church going to be right here. Where the people going to park? I said, people park right here. They just come right here and put the car. Can't nobody park right there. You can't. Am I lying? We spent the whole time up here. I said, Don, we're going to move all them trees. I said, we're going to cut all that down. I said, before it's over, we'll go out that way. I said, people will drive down here. We hid up here. I said, but one day it's go, they're going to drive down West Washington. Do you remember the prophecy? I said, it'll look like the city of refuge. Laying on both sides of the street. And it's coming. I'm going to put a sign out there. It's going to say, the city of refuge. But see, she couldn't see it. We ended up getting frustrated. I said, I just go. We were driving back down here. I never just said, you can't be mad at me because I can't see. Ain't nothing but woods up there. Who would be on something? I said, Lord, have mercy. Tell somebody, when it comes to having faith in God, in this, we need to be the same before I can deal with it you have to understand that in some things we are different listen to me listen to me because Holy Ghost dealt with me about this church family home we have to stop arguing over minor and insignificant differences. Some things we don't think alike. We don't see it alike. We don't feel the same. And that's okay. You better tell us about that's okay. Listen to what I'm saying. We need to stop arguing, stop bickering over minor and insignificant differences. Sometimes people are on different levels. You can have an argument with a person who's not on the same level as you. They're not wrong. It's just they can't see. And see, for years I thought, well, Donna messed up. No, God said, you did. I didn't show it to her. I showed it to you. But as we kept going, guess what happened? A tree went down. Another tree went down. A house got bought out. She said, I see it. For myself. Churches are sometimes divided. People can't work in the same auxiliary because that person is not like you. Because I can't work with her. She laughed too much. She laughs like this and laughs so loud. And, and they're laughing. Just, ain't nobody told me that. So if you laugh funny, don't be. 
But what is that? You can't work with a person called the way they laugh. Pastor, you smile too much. That smiling, Pastor, don't get on your nerves. What are you talking about? That's insignificant. We're laughing. Same church. But we think differently about things. Same house. But we don't see things the same. You got to learn to celebrate that. I said you got to learn to celebrate that. Now, now I've, been, I've been with Donna over 30 years. And she's been with me over 30 years. That's a long time for me. Married over 25. You hear me? Still there are differences. Listen, there are things that we don't think alike when it comes to this. We don't see this the same. We don't feel the same way about this. But got a productive marriage. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But it ain't always been that way. We used to argue over things that was minor or insignificant. This ain't going to break anything. Come on. I never forget one time I was looking for my blue jeans that I had wore the day before. I said, where my blue jeans? I said, you see my blue jeans? I'm looking at where my blue jeans? The blue jeans you had on your side? Yeah, them. See, I threw them in dirty clothes. I said, why? I said, I just wore them out to eat and back. She said, you walked out the house and everything I put on, I, as soon as I walk out, I throw it in dirty clothes. I said, I said don't, don't, don't ever do that again. I don't, I said, we, we don't, we ain't alike. Now see, some of y'all, we ain't alike. I wear my blue jeans two times. At l- You know, you got certain clothes that when you wear them, they just make you feel. That was them jeans she put in the dirty clothes. I needed them jeans that day. She you know, went to the restaurant and sat down on them folk chairs and did this. I done up. I seen nothing wrong with these jeans. I said, you got to learn me. I wear my jeans at least two times. I'll push a three on you depending on what I do. Now, I'm just being honest. Some of y'all, you're going to leave here. That ain't no reason to leave the church because your pastor wear his jeans more than twice. That is not a, that's minor, that's insignificant. And when you see me in jeans, don't you be looking at them tomorrow. I wonder if he got them off. You know he do that. Insignificant. Doesn't really matter. I don't, you just don't touch that. Just ask me before you put stuff up. I do my shirts like that too, son. I got certain clothes must go to the dry cleaners. Y'all just get a look at me. To some of you, I got to go on. I got to deal with this. That's minor. Here's where the church get in trouble. Here's where families get in trouble. When you differ on things that are major. That's a problem. Because when it comes to things that are major, that are important, we must be, listen, together. We have to be the same on this. Watch this now. We don't have to all be on the same level. But we got to be on the same page. There are things I can believe God for. Because of what he done took me through. Because of the assignment on my life. That I will be wrong to ask you to believe him for that same time. You may not be there yet. You see what I'm saying? But you have to be on the page. With me. Come on. Oh, I know I'm teaching this right. You have to be. Notice 2 Corinthians. I'm in the close. Notice 2 Corinthians. We ain't worried about the minor things. We're not worried about things that are insignificant. But major things, we must be 
on the same page. We have to think about this the same. Come on. We have to feel about this the same. Come on, somebody. We have to see this the same. This is good. That's when the Bible says where there is no vision, the people what? Perish. Then he said, write the vision, make it what? Plain. So when a person sees it, teach it, pastor, they can run with it. Why come up with a vision? We supposed to run with it, but you ain't running with it because you disagree with it. That's a problem. That's a major problem. Where we used to use a deal breaker. We got to get this right. It's major. Notice 2 Corinthians 4. Oh, Lord. Verse 13. Listen what Paul tells the church. I'm doing good time. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. Listen what he tells the church. I hear pages turn. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. This is important. And since we have, teach it, Paul, the same spirit of faith, According to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Woo, y'all didn't get that. And since, listen, we have the same what? The same what? The same spirit of what? The same spirit of what? The same spirit of what? Spirit. Two things. Mindset. We have the same mindset about faith. We have the same attitude about faith. We have the same expectations concerning faith. What is the page everybody needs to be on right now in reference to faith? Ten times Everybody should be expecting 10 times. Did I ever say 10 times better for everybody who makes over $20 an hour? Is that what I proclamated? That ain't what I said, is it? Did I say 10 times better for those who have a job? That ain't what I said. Did I say 10 times better for married folk only? No. So all of us ought to be on that same page, having that same expectation. Listen, no matter what trials you go through when you leave here, you should have the same expectation for me that you're going to receive your ten times better. Listen, don't get confused in the church. You have to know what is ten times better for you, for your house. Don't you let God be giving you something. Teach that thing right, Pastor. And you thinking about, well, well, my sister wouldn't consider this ten times better. This ain't got nothing to do with your sister. If you know this ten times better for me and my house, girl, grab your ten times better. Grab it. Because there are those of us that know we don't despise. Come on, saints. We don't despise. Come on, saints. The day of what? The day of what? Things start small, they end big. You don't refuse something because it looks small to you. If it came from God, if it came from a big God. Come on, you got to know. This is my ten times better pastor we're talking about. You walk in a store. Where you at, Minister Gamble? And see something you like for a penny. How you going to not call that ten times better? Wanted a penny back then? Anything I put on the counter, they ring up for a penny. I'm about to stop. Ah! Look at God. Look at God. When I'm in ten times better, I don't pay for nothing. Just about. Unless God tell me, go on out the door. Without asking for some kind of discount. Not too long ago, I was buying a Gucci watch. I told the one, I said, look, I said, I like the watch. I said, but give me 10, 10% off. 
She, she looked right at me and she said, she said, why would I do that? I said, one, because I'm just asking. I said, and I'm looking for favor. She said, no, we can't do that. Then she looked puzzled. I said, let me ask you something. I said, why do you say that? She said, ain't no way my manager going to let me do that. I said, will you do something for me? She said, yeah, I'll do it. I said, go ask your manager. I said, just go ask her in a nice way. Will she give me 10% off the watch? Let her know I really like the watch. I want it. She came back. She said, wow. She says to do it. I said, thank you so much. I said, go ahead and ring me up. <laughs> do I not tell you? I, she going to show him by. I said, don't you ask for a discount. Don't oh, ask for a discount. I, I asked her any coupons back there. You got any coupons? I seen them look through books for me. It was one last week. That ain't, that was last week. Then they take that gun. Hold on. Oh, it worked today. It was for last week. I said, no, this the week. <laughs> this the week is 10 times better. The car I drove today, the man told me, say, oh, I told him what I would pay for. He's all, no. He's on. Uh, mm -mm. We can't do that. We had this car for seven days. This car gonna sell. I said, all right. I told him what I give him for it. I looked back. They had dropped it, but they hadn't dropped it where I needed it. I said, Donna, they close. I said, I gotta go get some suits. I said, let's go do some shopping. I said, then when we leave there, I'm going back by there. And he closed to my number. I said, he, I said, I can get him at that number now. She said, you gonna go by there and do that? I said, yeah, I'm gonna go by there and tell him. Look, you close. You might well come on down. We driving, then got all the shopping. My phone ring. Miss Cochran, you still interested in that Porsche GTS? I said, yeah. I played like I didn't know they had dropped it. I said, yeah. I said, what y'all, what, what, what's going on with it? He said, well, got a guy looking at it, but I don't know if he's going to be able to get his money together or not. We were seeing if you interested in it. I said, I'm interested in it. I said, but for what I told you, I would give you for it. He said, come on and get it. Look, I act like I was at the house. I said, well, I said, give me some. I said, I'll, I, I said, I'll be there in a, in a little bit. I told Don, I said, I ain't going to let him know I was on my way up there because he'll go back there and try to change it. I got up there to do the deal, looking at the paperwork. That ain't the price. I said, Don, that ain't it. I said, I told him this. I said, why they got this here? Don said, well, that's it. It's adding it up. I said, no, nah, Don, I said, you know me. She said, I do. She said, go ahead and do, do what you do. Do what you do. I said, no, nah, that ain't it. I told him, I said, that ain't it. I said, go tell the woman that ain't it. That's not the price. I said, I'm here because he told me he would do my price. She said, but do you realize this price is good? I said, I know it, ma'am. I said, I'm going to research this car. I said, but this is not my price. And I need to be sitting on that red seat today. I need that movie theater interior. Now, that's it, Sister Maker. That's it. The man ran back, told the woman. The woman came up. She said, look, she said, we breaking rules to do it. She said, I'm the manager. She said, but he told you to come, so go ahead and let's get this deal done. I said, let's do this thing. And she slid me the paper. She said, put your name on there and let's do it. Let's do it. I said, I'm paying cash. She said, what's your credit score? I said, over 800, but I'm doing cash. Come on, somebody. Ten times better. You know what I told a woman before I left out of there? I said, I said could I have got it lower? She said, no, no, you couldn't. She said, you worked this. She said, that's great right there. I said, I appreciate y'all for working with you. Listen, the reason you need to get happy is because something similar is about to happen for you because you and me on the same page. That's the reason you shout. That's the reason you say hallelujah and you turn in victory because you know I'm on the same page with my pastor and he just testified because God wanted me to hear it. Mark 11, we done. Mark 11, we done. Mark 11, we done. Check this out. But now listen, we got to be on the same what? Page. We got to think the same, right? We got to see things the same. But watch this. And we done. Mark 11, 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, what whosoever says 
to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, in his mind, in his choices, in his feelings, but believes, plural, continual, that those things he says will be done, talk Yeshua, he will have whatever he says. This is what the Holy Ghost told me. The mountain. Jesus was literally looking at a mountain. And he said, for, who, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain. Years ago the church people got it wrong. God said, speak to the mountain. The mountain will move. The old saint said, we'll climb the rough side of it. Tell your neighbor, he never told you to climb the rough side of it. Tell your neighbor, he told you. He told me, speak to the mountain, talk to the mountain, talk to the problem, talk to the situation, talk to the illness. Mountain represents three things and I'm done. Number one, permanent. A mountain represents something that's permanent. You don't just pick a mountain up, move it here today and then move it there tomorrow. No, a mountain represents that which is permanent. That which is unmovable. That which is everlasting. Or lasts forever. Finally represent that which is here to stay. Ain't going nowhere. Jesus said when you deal with them problems. That seem permanent. I need you to speak to them. When you deal with them illnesses. That seem permanent. I'm going to need you to talk to that illness. I'm going to need you to talk to your back. I'm going to need you to talk to your knee. When you're dealing with that condition that seems like it ain't going nowhere, he said, I'm going to need you to talk to that. I'm going to need you to speak by faith. And say to that which seems permanent, be removed. Go. Tell a problem today. Go. Be gone. Believe in your heart. Don't doubt. And that problem is going to leave. Listen, you have to ask and speak according to what the Holy Ghost places in your spirit. Because some problems are there to make us. Some problems are there to mold us. Some problems are there to promote us. But some problems are there because you haven't spoke to it yet. You hadn't put your faith into action. Am I right about it? Have faith in God. I'm done. Give him a praise. I'm done. Oh, we ought to praise him. I said we ought to give him a tremendous we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.